Welcome to Legendary Tales, Once Upon a Myth. Join me, Susanna, as I unravel the majestic worlds of fairy tale, folklore and mythology, transporting you to ancient times and enchanting realms. Here's an old love story, a very old love story, and it's lasted for thousands of generations. All the ingredients for a satisfactory story are there. There's the lightning bolt of desire, the inevitable tragedy, ritual sacrifice, the denial of satisfaction, and the purity of renunciation. But apart from all that... The story of Tristan and Isolde has lasted so long because it's a ripping good yarn. Isolde, daughter of the King of Ireland, is betrothed to King Mark of Cornwall. She's depressed about her coming nuptials with the elderly Mark, but Isolde's mother has the solution. She gives a bottle of love potion to the girl's serving woman, who is named Brangrania. With strict instructions... To keep it safe until they reach Cornwall, it's then to be given to Isolde on her wedding night. Meanwhile, a young man is arriving in Ireland. He is Tristan, the nephew of Mark, and he's been sent to escort Isolde to Cornwall. So Isolde and her escort sail away from Ireland on an overcast, sultry day. The passengers are uncomfortable, complaining of heat and sweating, So Isolde dispatches a passing servant to go below decks and bring back a cooling drink. But the first bottle he puts his hand on, as fate would have it, is the flask of love potion. Not knowing the contents, Isolde bloodly offers some to her escort, and as she and Tristan each take a sip, they fall at once and forever in love. The power of passion is sometimes insurmountable. And as we all know, illicit passion is the most powerful of all. The two lovers spent the remainder of their brief journey in each other's arms, limbs entwined, swearing eternal love. All too soon they arrive in Cornwall, and King Mark is instantly infatuated with his beautiful young bride. When the marriage ceremony has taken place, Mark and Isolde retire to the bedchamber, where a deception in the dark keeps secret the loss of the bride's promised virginity. The serving woman, Brangrania, and Isolde switched places in the bridal bed, Once again, Isolde spends the night in her lover's arms, secretly returning to her husband's bed at daylight. And that was how Isolde of Ireland did marry Mark of Cornwall. When Mark finally learns of the affair, he forgives Isolde, but not his nephew. He exiles Tristan, who flees to the court of Arthur. While he's there, he engages in various battles and knightly adventures, making a name for himself at the court in Camelot. 
Later on a quest, he journeys through Brittany, where he meets Isolde of Brittany, also known as Isolde of the White Hands. He's vaguely attracted to her and marries her on command of his king, but then ignores her. In curious circumstances, Tristan becomes ill and sends for Isolde in the hopes that she will be able to cure him. If she agrees to come, the ship's sails would be white, but if she refuses to come, the sails would be black. He suffers in his bedchamber, hovering on the brink of life and death, praying that he can look once more into the eyes of his true love. Meanwhile, Tristan's wife, Isolde, keeps watch at the window overlooking the harbour, her heart, no doubt, broken and crushed by the indifference her young husband has shown her. Even here on his deathbed, he does not turn to her, but calls for another woman. A ship arrives on the horizon, a fine, fat ship, her white sails full of welcome wind, carrying Isolde, the Queen of Cornwall. At the tall window, Isolde of the white hands turns to the pallid Tristan. The sails are black, dear husband, she says, in a sudden torrent of jealousy and resentment. Can you blame her? Tristan turns his head to the wall and dies. Isolde reaches him too late, collapses, and she dies too. The two are buried side by side, where from Tristan's grave grows a vine, and from Isolde's grave a rose. As a symbol of their eternal love, the two plants intertwine, reaching upwards together into the sunlight. We don't know what happened to Isolde of the White Hands, but I'm sure that she lived happily ever after.